Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. If there's something I need, I don't already have. Hi, everybody. It's Jamie Lee Curtis, and you're listening to the Good Friend Podcast, presented to you by iHeartRadio. It's a podcast about friendship. We talk about everything. We cry, we laugh, we think about what it really means to be a good friend. I have conversations with some of my best friends, some people I've never met, and sort of everything in between. So I hope by the end of it that you have a really good sense of what friendship means to me and the people that I consider friends. And I hope you can take those same ideas into your own friendship groups. And I hope you enjoy it. Hello, my guests today are two best friends, or like really good friends. We'll hear if in fact they are best friends. <laughs> and they are pressure. We- I have a little pressure. Uh, they are women of substance. They are women of a lot of style. They are women of humor and a light. Certain age. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Just give me 10 seconds. And most importantly, honestly, they are women who do something with it. They actually care about other people and they're not afraid to show it and demonstrate that in deed and action. 
So I'm happy to have you guys together on the podcast. Good friend. Welcome. This is Jennifer. Oh, sorry. I should tell you who it is. <laughs> this is Judy Greer, although you can't see them, and Jennifer Garner, who are friends of mine, one I know slightly better than the other, but they're also two women I admire, and I would like to be their friend. So welcome. Thanks for having us, JLC. Yeah, you can join the JG Club, JLC. Yeah, okay. actually, you kind of, in a way, are. Yeah, for sure. With well, married name. Oh, oh I am right. like a JG. That's true. So, who knew who first? Did you meet on a movie? We met on a movie, but I knew JG first because I, we had auditioned for the same role, and JG got it. And then when I saw the movie, she was so brilliant in it that I was like, well, of course. It was What Women Want. And I auditioned like 10 times for that role. For Aaron, the file clerk? Yeah. Did you also audition for the role that Sarah Paulson played? Yes, I did. Me too. I auditioned. <laughs> and I also auditioned for the role that Marissa Tomei played. I probably did as well. I played none of those roles. How many did you play? Just the one. <laughs> Your, the file clerk was the one I liked the best. And then when I saw the movie, I said, who is she? She's hilarious. She's so perfect. I bet she could be anyone and anything. And then I was right. So I kind of, you owe it all to me. Oh, I'm going to send you it. Thank you. Now. Did you know her before? Like since you saw her then, or did you only meet her when you were actually working together? Working together, right? That was, did we meet at the audition? No, I was in New York. I was living in New oh, York. Oh, right. You lived in New York City. Um, yeah, we uh, we met, I mean, I guess, did we meet like at Shutters on the beach at our first like rehearsal? Yes. Because we did those Shutters rehearsals before yeah. we learned to dance. Yeah. Because we were already way into it before Mark tried to quit because he hated the dance so much. Do you know the story? <laughs> Wait, he's probably going to send me hate mail. But he, when we were doing the dance rehearsal, before we started shooting, there's a big dance number in 13 Going on 30, in case you haven't seen it, called Thriller. And we had to like do these dance rehearsals to learn the dance. And they like taught some of us. They were like, basically, they're going to have a little rehearsal for you and Mark before they put you in with all the extras. And then Jen will come and everyone will dance together. So I'm in this rehearsal. And like Mark thought I was like someone's assistant who was like learning the dance for fun. <laughs> and was like, <laughs> and he was like, Oh, like, do you who do you work for here? And I was like, ah, oh, the, the, production he's like yeah but like who I was like I don't know that's a good question like I guess the director but maybe the producer I don't know who the anyway then he kind of started to put it together but he seemed really confused because like then when we went into the next room with all the extras he came up to me and he was like oh my god I'm such an ass I didn't realize like you're Judy Greer and you're playing the role of Luz anyway it was really funny I was like oh I so don't care at all but it was funny do you make friends when you work a lot? Because I don't. I've worked with you and everyone loves you and impossible. But I'm talking about close friendships, like really close. I mean, obviously we work with people. You mean besides just when you run into them, you just are reminded of how much you love them? Yes. Friendship is obviously a commitment of some sort. Well, I think um, I don't 
often, well, that was something that happened early in my career when I first started acting is like, I, everything to me was like summer camp. And I like thought like, oh, we're all going to be best friends forever. Like every person I met on a job that I fell in love with, whether it was another actor or hair, makeup person, wardrobe person, whatever, like, I'm like, oh, cool. Like I'm gathering all these friends. And then you realize that we're all just like carnival workers. We're never in town at the same time. And you just, it's like really hard. It takes so much work to maintain a friendship, like in that beginning time. And then as you get older, like it only gets compounded because you now have like a family and you have like your own little, you know, like life that you've created for yourself to try to make yourself feel normal. And so then it's even harder to like maintain those friendships. But I don't, I think that some jobs, there was one job I did, a Lifetime Television for Women movie, um, where I made, like, that's where I met Marla, JG. Ugh, golden. <laughs> so on that movie, Marla Sokoloff was in it, and it was a Lifetime movie, and that was the reason, if there's a God, that's the reason God made me have that job, because I know he was like, oh, you need to be friends with this person, and since you're not getting your nails done at the same time, you'll have to do a movie together and meet and become friends forever. So also that women don't work together that much. And if we do, if you come in and you're the best friend or you come in and you, you, it's, it's for a very targeted amount of time. And then the rest of the movie is really experienced with a group of guys. Don't you find that Jamie Lee? Yes, absolutely. But things are changing. I think slowly where, women, and I mean, I think you're leading that example a lot, Jennifer, is that, you know, it's starting to change, but nothing is changing quickly. And you're right. It is these sort of reflective relationships. So you're the best friend or you're mm-hmm. the other woman or the the villain, or the villain or exactly. Um, so you fill these sort of archetypal roles, but you're not actually sharing screen time as women and friends. Just in the flow of the movie. Right. But you making friends, I'm talking about like ride or die kind of friends. And I still don't really understand that phrase. Can you guys tell me what that means? I think it's a, isn't that a Hell's Angels? Like it's like a, yeah. well, I don't know. Can Dylan Google it? Dylan! Dylan Dylan is our secret. Don't tell, don't tell everybody. He is our secret man. Wow, that got more interesting right there. I know. And he will send some sort of a message, although we're not on a Zoom, so we can talk. By the way, have you guys ever talked about other people during the Zoom in the secret chat? You know, the, where it says no. chat? So you know where it says chat at the oh, bottom yeah, of the yeah. Zoom yeah. screen? You can instant message anybody in the group. That's, no, that's dangerous. I was literally just... <laughs> no, no. That's... Oh. No. Okay. Seriously, everybody in the world should have a Dylan. Jennifer, why don't you read it to the listeners? <laughs> Ride or die is a term used to describe a person, usually a woman, that is willing to do anything for their partner, friend, or family, even in the face of danger. Okay. Okay. Um, can you also get the, the derivation of this phrase, Dylan, <laughs> while you're at it? And, and could this possibly be a subtitle for good friend? It, it could be. Thank you. I think maybe a little wordy, but we'll talk about it with the iHeart people. Is this our next movie, Jagers? I think so. Ride or die? die? Yeah. Because for sure, I would hop on the back of your motorcycle if you were like, look, we have to go to Vegas and we have to take this yeah. Harley. I'd say, yeah. well, 
it, it doesn't seem very safe, but I'm sure you've taken all the precautions. Hundred percent. <laughs> I have Googled what we're going to do to drive this Harley. I don't have a motorcycle license. I think that's also probably a lot of the movies as pushing the Harley on the side of the road. <laughs> You're probably the person picking up the person pushing the Harley. (laughs) Come on. It'll be fine. I am serious, though, about when you meet someone, when you know if it's going to be, if it's going to become a friendship. Because obviously we meet people in school, we meet people in our workplaces, but when you meet someone and you recognize that you want to take it a step further, do you, you know, basically when the movie's over, when the job has finished and the proximity to each other is no longer provided by a third party and you actually have to be your own catalyst to connect the dot to each other? Because obviously you guys did. Can you talk a little bit about if you can remember how that happened? How did you start literally stepping over the call sheet line into a friendship? You know, it's a little more complicated than that, Jamie Lee, because we finished the movie and the day we finished, I went back to the third season of Alias, which is just like stepping into a void. Like I never looked up during, um, you know, when I was doing that show and then the movie came out and it, it was so, um, explosive in my little life that, um, I kind of just retreated and didn't talk to anyone for a really long time, but every now and then just often enough, Judy and I would reach out to each other just often enough to have that tissue so that when there was an opportunity to work together, that is really when it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been so long. And that is when the decision was made, I feel like in a different way to just be like, yeah, no, forget all of that. I I will do what I need to do for this friendship to be as meaningful to me as I know it is. And the beautiful thing is that Judy didn't guilt trip me about having been like on another planet. She just was, we just, we kind of picked up, we talked about it a little bit and we moved on with the understanding that I'm here now and I'm, I'm not the total numbnut that, you know, that I felt like for a while. By the way, one day I remember very vividly, like it was after 13 on 30 and you'd gone right back into Alias. And I think you texted me and you were like, uh, I have the afternoon off and I don't even understand like what that is. Cause I haven't had an afternoon off in three years. Like, do we go to lunch? Like what should, should we do something? Like I've never had an afternoon off. Like, I don't even know. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what we do. We go to lunch. Like actresses meet and they have lunch. She's like, okay, where do actors have lunch? I was like, girl, I don't know. I'm, you're like, Fred Siegel. I think that's where we should go. And I remember we met and had lunch at Fred Siegel. <laughs> that's when we had lunch at Fred Siegel. Oh, I'm so glad that happened. It makes me feel better. <laughs> and I think we had like 45 minutes and we were like, oh my God. And you were like, it was so fun. We had like this really awesome lunch. And then we kind of, I, we just like kept trying that. Until yes. like we got to that, I think it was men, it was men, women, and children. 
We drank all the red wine at the Four Seasons in Austin. In all of Austin. We had the, we drank the red wine of Austin. Yes. Um, and that was such a gift. Yeah, to be able, because also like you do kind of weirdly think you're going to work with all your friends again and you kind of never do. That was a total gift. Yeah, to be able to also kind of strangely to be on location is like a nice cushy time to either make a friendship or you know work on a friendship because you don't have like your regular house crap and life crap if we could be in a place if you were in quarantine with me if we could be in a place where we met for a glass of wine at the end of every day like I remember coming home from work super late one night on the movie and you came down in your pjs it was just like I've been waiting I'm with you I've got it I'm not missing this opportunity and it was just the best yeah See, most, I think most people don't, who connect up like that, either in school or in work, don't get the opportunity occasionally to work with their friends. I, I mean, Judy, we've not worked together again, even though we became friends on a movie. You know, we're, I find it's an incredibly hard thing to keep those connective tissues alive. I don't mean to say they die. But it's it's just too hard. It doesn't mean you don't have fondness for the person or a nice memory, but it's very difficult. I think relationships, friendships, particularly good friendships, not to plug the show or anything, <laughs> but it's true. It's the reason I'm doing it is because good friendships require work. They're yeah. not something that happen once and then go away because any relationship needs constancy. And I think you touched on something, though, that, as you can tell, obviously, this is not a show that has a pre-digested idea of what we're going to talk about. But I understand the feeling of stepping right back into a relationship with somebody who you have some history with. So I cannot have seen Judy in a very long time and within one second fall back into our rhythm of our friendship, which is newish and growing. And so it, uh, I see it obviously with you two, but what I like to hear is that in fact, you do get once in a while an opportunity to really deepen it because friendship is based on shared memories. I think that people don't tell, like I have a stepdaughter who's 24 and I'm happy you have been a good example to her for the years I've known her, like 11 now, because she to see like how you have to really work to maintain friendships. And that was something that's kind of what I, it's like as you're older and your life takes over a little bit more than your social life, like your life life, like you have to work at it. And you also have to like give your friends a little bit of a break. Like I'm saying two different things, but you know what I mean? Like, no, that's the point. Like we can't always be the greatest friend, but we also need to acknowledge that like, sometimes we just need to send a text saying like, dude, I know it's been forever. I love you. I'm thinking about you. I'm just like underwater right now or something. But I have, I did feel like I had this other girlfriend of mine and when COVID, like when the pandemic started and I don't know if we're supposed to talk about, oh, well, we can talk about that. No, but no, like, that, By the way, this was born. This was born out of it because the reaching out to our friends became lifelines for many, many, many people who were struggling. And that was kind of something that like, I realized like I was feeling like I really needed her and she just wasn't. And she has her own stuff. She has young kids dealing with Zoom school, like everyone else, like very 
overwhelmed by it all. And I was like trying to give her all that space to do that and not be like yet another burden. But I realized at a certain point, but like, I also need her too. like, I just need like a little bit to get me through this. Like I need to experience this with her because it's so major what we're all going through right now. And I don't want to get through this and be like, I don't even know what was going on. And you don't know what was going on with me. And um, and I had to ask her for that. And she apologized and we had a really good talk about it. But And it was over the summertime, I remember, because we were like sitting on the steps of my pool and I was like so nervous. And I'm like, why am I even like, why am I nervous to have this conversation with her? But I asked her and I said, like, I, I don't want to make you feel bad, but this is how I feel. And I kind of just need a tiny bit more. And if you can't do it, then tell me, but it was great. And she was really sweet. And we had a, you know, if anything, those conversations just make your relationship stronger. But to think that because someone is a friend, that it doesn't require work and energy, like that's wrong. The end by me. What she said is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's this book that I love that I'm sure you guys read, which is called Special Topics in Calamity Physics by Marisha Pessel. No, 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 no. It's a novel. It's a fantastic novel, but in it, the lead character talks about what life is supposed to be. And here we're talking about the expectations of life, coupling, children, family, work, friendships. And she says in the book, it's not true that you you base your life on all of the things that you thought it was about. And she says, life hinges on a couple seconds you never see coming. And what you do in the ensuing time determines everything for the rest of your life. And you just can't be prepared for it. And I have found that I go to my friends in those moments, even more than my family, that my friendships. So I'm curious if, I mean, without getting personal, and obviously I'm not asking for personal details here, but what kind of experiences do you guys as I'm going to, I'm very good friends. I would, I'm not categorizing people as best friends forever or whatever. What does that even mean? Is that best friends forever? BFF? BFF is best friends forever. Yeah. Okay. But we say that about a lot of people. We love to categorize people in America. So in the categorization of good, really good friends, do you guys bring each other that stuff? Do you go to each other for that stuff? I feel like we do. Yeah, I feel like we do. It might not be pretty. There was a walk, not this last one, but the one no. before. The that walk, was by the way, the walk has a name, and we can never share it with anyone. <laughs> but we have named it. Was, this it walk. was not even ten minutes, but it was. Hi, I need to see you because I need to talk to you about something major for exact. And I have exactly this long because I'm about to do an interview, a public interview. I have this long, but I need to see you in person and tell you this. Walk with me around the block. We both cried. Get in the car. Bye. Good luck absorbing that. So you're good, right? Okay, bye. You good? You good? Good. Bye. But, But that kind of experience is unique to your relationship. Because I, I have that with a couple friends, and I don't do that with many friends. There are many friends of mine that do not get that level of downloading 
that very specific download that we do, we download into each other because we know we're safe and we can take it. It's knowing that you're safe. It's knowing that the other person can handle what you need to say in the manner you need to say it. And that there may be a time, there may be some ridiculous time frame. I mean, a couple, like over the summer, I was walking with you and I was like, I'm so sorry. I have a quick call yeah. with Nancy Pelosi. I need to sit in your <laughs> in your pool house and talk about early childhood. And, you know, I'll be <laughs> right back. And you were just like, okay, do what you need to do. And I'm all sweaty and nervous. And But it's just... We don't put anything on each other. If Judy's out of town, I don't get cranky about it. I just say, good luck, girl. Or, yeah. you know, it's it's just there's not a lot of fancy. And I think we are good at, this sounds terrible, like taking what we can get. But like, I'd rather yeah. I'd rather get anything than nothing. And we don't take things personally. And that's like a bigger thing I think that like you and I are both good at is is being able to separate it's not about me all the time like if you only have 10 minutes for the walk then I'm I'm gonna take that I know it's not that you gave I know it's not that like other people got like a 25 minute version of the walk I think I'm gonna do a little side contest and just have people send in their suggestions of what that walk is called. And if for some reason we, they get it, uh, we won't even, I won't tell anybody just maybe one of you guys send them like a little winking emoji, emoji of yourselves (laughs) saying like, yeah. Maybe. We'll be right back with more good friend after this quick break. So stick around. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. You brought up safety. And, you know, I didn't write down many notes for this interview, but the word safety, um, both of you feel safe to me in deed and action, as I said earlier. Like, I feel safe with you. I don't know you as well, Jen, and yet I feel safe with you. I think it, you give that, and that's a quality of that people would say is that you have integrity and feel safe. And I felt that way with you, Judy, from the moment. Just so you know, Jen, I, I really knew Judy from Archer because um, my child is obsessed with Archer, and I have seen and watched every dirty. Jamie, <laughs> you're you're missing another thing. You are also in Archer. Well, okay, but on, <laughs> I'm only in Archer because you went to these people and said, "Okay, this woman oh is." God. It obsessed. was a really tough sell. I had to fly myself to Atlanta and pitch in person. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Curtis. You probably like brought DVDs of mine and I said, did. "Like she, I did a yeah. PowerPoint presentation on why." I'll see if I can get you guys in Llama Llama, Llama Llama, <laughs> Llama Red Pajama. I, I'll let you know. I'll work on it. But don't, don't hold your breath. It would be an honor. But I bring it up because I was, when they cast Judy in the Halloween movie, honestly, I was so excited because of Archer. Because I'm obsessed, you know, obviously I've watched every second of it. And so the minute we met, there was a safe, there was a feeling of safety with you. And safety is such an important part of relationships because we, we change. And I have found that in older great friendships, when I've changed, it's not the same. And so you, you have to feel safe with someone to be able to say that. Have you guys ever had a conflict that you've needed to work through? No, I wouldn't imagine it. You guys seem fairly conflict-free with each other. If we do, we're going to have a duel, though. We've already decided it's going to be a sword fight. We've had things that could have been conflicts with other people, though. We have? Yeah. Like, we developed a show oh, together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot it. Yeah, that could have sucked. But yeah, not between her and I. No. No, but by the way, relationships do start to include other people occasionally. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, you start when you start having expectations about things and you start putting professional attachments to things, things can shift. Yeah, but 
I guess that's when you get older, you, I found that I am more interested in my friendships uh, being good than the work stuff or the other stuff. So when you start attaching other things to your friendships, like as long as the friendship is first, I think, you know, it can get tricky with the wrong people, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes. I think we're both pretty much grownups about what our job is anyway, that it's all like, who knows? We'll see, you know? Yeah. And really, we just wanted to have an excuse to hang out every day. (laughs) Many times now we've been like, hey, does anyone want to do something with the two of us? We're open to it. Yeah, because we're like, we just... We're We're available as a a Laurel and Hardy. Oh my God. Yeah, so we'd love for someone to pay us to hang out. I felt like we were... I felt like it was when we were doing Halloween too... The next one that's coming out, like that one felt, even though you weren't there as long, it was really, I felt like we were getting paid to hang out on that. Jen, we were staying at this insane bed and breakfast in Wilmington, North Carolina, and they had this front That you and Andy found. Yeah, because Andy found it actually, and it was this beautiful bed and breakfast. It's called Dreamers Welcome. Anyone listening should stay there immediately. Um, And they... And they like rearranged so many things so that we could all stay there. But yeah, when Jamie told me where she was staying, we were like, no, 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 you're staying here. And then we were basically just like living in this beautiful Victorian house together. You know, one of those big old historical Victorian houses with this huge front porch. And the three of us would like sit on the front porch with Jamie's dog. With my tiny little dog, Rooney. Whenever I see Judy, I feel like I'm auditioning for voice acting. (laughs) So I always do like really funny voices and say like, hi, Judy, it's Jamie. Can can I come over? And maybe we could play a little bit. I'd really like to. Like, I just can't stop good. it. That was okay. Yeah. I, that was yeah. I know. I don't even know if she, that girl was like five or like, I don't know. But Judy also, as you know, and you may be the lucky recipient and if not, forgive me. I'm really hoping that I don't. Whoa. I really hope that I don't break up any good friends on this work. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm. My goal at the end of this is that I am still friends with all the people that I've talked to. Um, but the Judy, as you know, is a fine knitter. She taught the lovely Andy to knit on the movie. She played her mother, and so we would knit, or we they would knit on the front porch of Dreamers Welcome in Wilmington. But in a weird way, knitting, teaching somebody is a way to really connect and spend time with people. I think it has to do with the the real time spent, not the, you know, because the working time is fun and we're all doing what we do and perform. But, you know, there obviously is a layer of emotionality to friendship and there's a seriousness to it. And I certainly... I'm a card-carrying adult person who feels a lot, and my relationships require that. My friendships require that sort of level of connection. And obviously, we're on a we're laughing, but I don't expect the two of you to start to cry here. But I do, I do want to hear that, or I'm questioning whether or not you also connect in that way that people do. Like the and again, without divulging secrets from each other, you know, and I'm asking, does it require that also when you meet someone to know that you can go into that level with them? I think 
think you can have different kinds of friendships. We were just talking about this not that long ago, JG, about how you can just start to expect, you can realize somebody can't go somewhere with you, or maybe they can't hold something in you or that you need. And you can still love them and still see them and get so much out of that relationship. But it just, you put it on a different shelf. There are different people though, with whom you are your most vulnerable. And you part of that is knowing that they too are their most vulnerable around you, that they're telling you the things that they might not be proud of or that they're really struggling with or that they wish and that you can do the same for them. Because if that is lopsided or off at all, then it doesn't feel as safe. It doesn't feel as fulfilling. And that is that is something that Jagers and I have always had, I think. Agreed. Yeah, it's hard when you have to putting it on the different shelf. That's the that's a really good way of saying it. But also like, you know, we were talking about how people change and sometimes you like, you know, ebb and flow with people and and you wonder what was it that we wait, why were we such good friends? Like, you know, some coming out of like your twenties, you're like, were we just like party friends? Like, did you have like a group of like party friends that you know, when like it gets real, you're like, yeah, we're not, we're party friends. Like you can't just go on a walk with somebody or I guess I'm thinking a lot about safety because it wasn't a word that I, I really associate as much with friendship for some reason. But now it seems like the only word that I could associate with friendship. <laughs> it's only been like 25 minutes. But um, I, I, I think that that you do kind of see like you can feel it in your guts when you're all of a sudden like there's a shift in the dynamic and you're like, oh, this person isn't making me feel safe anymore. And so maybe, yeah, they have to be put in a little bit of a, a different shelf for a while or forever. Who knows? I refer to those as old ideas. I think we as people, we operate with ideas that are working for us in the certain time or the present. And then as we evolve and change, those ideas become old ideas. And then there are new ideas. And sometimes I have found that the people can't come with you. I have to let them go. And I have found, as I'm the elder here, that, you know, I've had to let go of a lot of friendships. How do you do that? I was talking to someone a while ago, I mean, a few years ago, actually, and we were talking about friendships. And when one is past their prime, let's say, or like you're, so this, this girl told me (laughs) that she had like a letter that she like emailed to people that was basically like a breakup letter. And and this is like a movie idea that I kind of have, and now I'm giving it to America, but I always kind of wanted to make a movie about two friends who break up because like, we don't break up with our friends and maybe there's a world where in some cases we should. Have you broken up with a friend? JG, if you ever send me a breakup email, <laughs> I don't even like, just check me in somewhere. Forget it. I can't I take it. I'm not, I'm not equipped to receive an email or a text from you being like, thank you so much for the last 20 years. Oh, okay. But this is a great point. But I, okay. Obviously not with us, but like, you know, the people that like, I do, you're right. Yeah. But like, how do you, 
So is it worse to just like stop responding to text messages or to just be like, look, I think now is not the time for us. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm genuinely curious. And if any of your listeners would love to send an email to be really funny to give your real email address right now, Jen, but I um, know that she would just edit it out. <laughs> oh my God. But like, how do you, I mean, we're talking about good friends and friendship, but sometimes you just, you want it to be over and you don't want to feel bad every time you don't text somebody back or like, oh. That's this idea of old ideas and new ideas. And can you, do people in your experiences, do people basically get the message <laughs> through the lack of contact? No. And I have just found that the more lack of contact, maybe a skipped response to something much more time, it's clear that you've moved on. And I don't agree that sending the letter is the correct thing. And you're not seeing Jennifer's face. We are seeing each other, which I didn't even know we were going to uh, um, early on in this process. I, I thought we'd be in that dark kind of, you know, NPR, you know, Easy, smoky. Exactly. I think we all just sort of our voices drop down three levels, and we and we get smarter, right? And it gets very intimate. Um, I actually am happy that we get to see each other. But if you had seen Jen's face, you would have seen this like shock at that somebody would do that. And yet, I really understand it too, because there is a finality to it, so that you you aren't just kind of clinging to someone as they move forward and you're they're getting farther and farther away and you can't connect to them. I I I know it sounds a oh boy we're going to get letters. We'll be right back with more good friend after this quick break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The two of you, the thing I personally, since I'm not super close with both of you, is how much caring about other people you do and how much time in your daily life, in your personal lives, you dedicate to connecting back to other people. And Judy is sort of shaking. Jen's looking at me like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But your work with little animals kills me. I know. And you live it. You don't just (laughs) talk about it. You live it. You're vegan now, aren't you? Yeah, dude. Dude. (laughs) I'm like, what does that do to our cheese plates? I know. It's rough. Will you talk about how the other, just as you're just talking together, as if I'm not even here, as if we're not in the NPR studio, will you guys just talk about that with each other? Because it's important. Um, It's certainly something I attach to that both of you are doing. And uh, it's sweet to see Jennifer talk about you. So how about we'll do it this way? Jennifer, why don't you tell me and the listeners about that part of Judy's life and what you think of it? And then I'll ask her the same question. I'm sure that I only know a small portion of it, but I think with Judy, it kind of starts with Judy and then she's nice to the people around her and she takes care of the people around those people. And it kind of ripples out from there, but it's not just people. Judy's a total and pure animal mama. And she has always, I mean, I don't know if it dates back to Planet of the Apes. Why, how did you get involved with the chimp organization? Um, That was a movie I did, a little independent movie I did with Billy Joe Armstrong. Green Day. Yeah. He acted. Give me some props. Come on. I'm 62. (laughs) I immediately went dookie on you. Um, I did a movie with Billy Joe. Uh, He acted in it. And and his wife, if you want to meet someone who gives her whole life to saving people, things, flowers, trees, air, water, um, Billy Joe's wife, Adrienne Armstrong, um, she reached out to me uh, about the sanctuary. Project Chimps is the name of our sanctuary because I'd worked with Billy Joe and told him about being in Planet of the Apes. And the reason I was in Planet of the Apes is because my husband's obsessed with Planet of the Apes. So I played an ape in the movies and we were talking about that. And then he told his wife who then called me and she was like, Hey, we're building a sanctuary for chimpanzees who've been living their whole lives in medical testing labs. Want to help? And I was like, yeah, are you kidding? 
And so that's like, that's how I got involved in Project Chimps. But it's not just that. I feel like you're one of those people, and it's an overused word, but who's a steward of the environment, you know, in the way that you live and the way that you, you're the way that you just think about the resources that you use. But then beyond that, you're also just a political thinker and really smart about how you share your political views without making people feel like they are being told to do something or shut. You're just, you're just opening people's eyes. I learn stuff from, from what you see all the time and what you share. I feel that about you. I, but I also like, personally, I don't like to be yelled at by people and I don't like to be told what to do. And I think that like, if like the big picture is like, I don't know. I think the big picture is like the better way to communicate with lots of people. And, but I felt, I feel that way with you too. And I don't even understand how, I don't know the story of how you got involved with Save the Children, but I was so impressed by your commitment to take care of like people in our country and people that we, you know, walk by on the street and we don't even know like how much people are hurting and how much need there is. And so I thought it was really kick-ass that you committed to that. Me too. And thank you for doing that because I sponsor a little girl. Like I, you know, we kind of take care of each other too, Jen and I, and our causes. But isn't that what squad goals really is? (laughs) Because I feel connected to you both, mostly because of that work. Honestly, it's not your performing side, but it is actually your empathic, compassionate heart leading side because i think you both recognize life is hard for most people life is hard and the pandemic has made life critically hard for most people and you both show up like putting your money where your mouth is putting your time and energy where your mouth is and it's it's inherent in you both it's inside you both it's not i don't feel it's you're putting that on as a, as a external thing. I do think it's something that's internalized in both of you. And that's honestly like the animal rescue. I mean, Judy and I both have little rescue dogs and I'm about to leave the country and go make a movie. And the amount of time I have spent about Rooney's caretaking and his emotional life. I mean, it's it's a little nutty. You and I might project a little bit onto our dogs. <laughs> Tiny bit. Um, How is Mary going to make it without me? But I do connect with you about that. But it's more just this compassionate sense that you both have. So even though you are funny, and I know this sounds weird, but um, it happened today. And I just thought it was important because. So my mother, um, the late, great Janet Lee, makes me cry saying that, read something called the Daily Word, which is a sort of, it's the Unity Church, and it's a little book. And I started getting it after she died. And I kind of used to joke her about it because I would get these envelopes in the mail with like the day a thought of the day that she had pulled out of the book and written on in her handwriting and sent me. And this morning, when I knew we were going to 
joined together um, in this good friend moment together. Um, this was today's offering, and it was you guys, both of you. Jubilant is the day. And it said, my jubilant spirit soars. I greet the new day with joy and zeal. I feel wonderful and I dance in perfect rhythm to the flow of life. Whether I hear the sounds of nature or the thrum of a city, the rhythms are like music to me. I am jubilant and my heart sings as my soul is uplifted in glorious harmony. With gratitude, I share my happiness with everyone I meet. And honestly, I think that's you too. And I think that's what comes off of you as friends, as women, as uh, performers, but as friends, because I really do think of you both that way, jubilant. You are both jubilant women, and it's not a surprise that you found each other. Um, and I'm moved by it. You know, it wasn't an accident that that was the message to me this morning. Because ultimately, what a friend is, is somebody that you you just love so deeply. And I, I, I believe that's happening with the two of you um, as good friends. And I think people listening will identify with that. And you both were very generous to come here today and, and share some of your personal life with us. And um, I'm personally grateful. Because the truth of the matter is, I want to go deep with people. I'm just not interested in that other thing. Um, I'm just not. It doesn't. That's not your shelf. <laughs> it's my shelf. My shelf, if you will, is low. It's yeah. it's base. It's the depth of the relationships and the intimacy that we share. And that's why I wanted to do the show, to be perfectly honest. That was the intention. So I'm grateful to you both for coming here today and, and spending a little time with us all. Go be good friends. And um, like, I don't even know how to end this thing. <laughs> You're doing good. Thanks, Jamie Lee. Thank you for having us. Thanks for asking us to talk about this. I'm so grateful for you, JG. Ditto, JG. Good Friend is produced by Dylan Fagan and is a production of iHeartRadio. Our theme song, Good Friend, is written, produced, and performed by Emily King. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.